0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Zach with a quick message about what is going on. Uh, We are trying very hard as a podcast to deliver content and deliver it reliably, at least more reliably than we have in the past. And a couple of weeks ago when we couldn't get a new episode out... We released a, a old show. We're going to have to do that again this week. We were planning on starting to review Season 3 of The Chosen, but for some reason, the audio that Scott and I recorded, um, it, it I cannot find it. I've looked, and it has disappeared. So I apologize for that, that you're not going to get that podcast this week. As a matter of fact, we're probably not going to do Episode 1. But guess what? Episode 1 of The Chosen Season 3 was hot garbage, So I recommend you actually skip that one altogether and just go over to to season or to episode two, which was much better. And good Lord willing, we'll have that review to you next week. Thank you for your patience. I love you all and enjoy this throwback to one of Scott's favorite episodes or at least favorite movies that we've ever done, The Masked Saint. This week on Rotten or Righteous, we asked the question, would you sacrifice your bears for the Lord? Welcome to Rotten or Righteous, and in the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups, the police who investigate the crime and the district attorney who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. Welcome to the r <laughs> World Wrestling Association of America. Tonight is the main event. In this corner weighing more than a bag of flour but less than a beluga whale, Scott the Hammer Judge! And in a corner in the back office, because he's in a timeout, we have the patron saint of tights, Lou Taylor! And me, I am your host, Big Sexy
1: Zach!
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining us. This is Rotten or Righteous. It's a show where we watch and rate faith-based movies. Let's go ahead and get into the review for this week's feature presentation, the twenty sixteen semi autobiographical, The Masked Saint,
2: Uh, wrestling and religion.
0: It takes, or it starts out with a flashback of the young pastor Chris sitting on his stoop listening to his fa- parents have the single most generic and stereotypical fight <laughs> between two parents i have ever heard in my entire life now i don't know if you guys know this because you both uh you've never went through your parents divorce before their argument was so nice compared to the real thing yeah you're always out of the house, yeah, will, you didn't do the dishes, yeah, will, you smell like cheese, yeah, will, I think your hair looks funny, that's it. I'm leaving.
2: Can we just say now, at this point in the show, there were some scenes throughout the entire movie that the acting was not real good, oh no, we will go through, we will go through
0: those scenes, Scott, meticulously,
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, let's start with this one to just say the acting was not real good. What? You in didn't this scene.
0: you didn't think the acting was good when the dad came out of the of the house and then turned to his son and literally said these lines. These are the lines his dad is going to say to his son before he abandons him forever. Don't give your mother any grief. You hear? And then gets in his truck and drives away. How does his mom respond to this? emotionally traumatic event that has happened in her son's life. She screams through the door, come in here and do your chores. <laughs> I I mean s- seriously? That's what you're concerned about right now? Your your breadwinner just left and because little Chris is sitting outside not washing the dishes it, it was just bad. It was just the start of a bad, bad, bad bad series of events
2: that is one way to take a look at it or the wheels were set in motion for who this man's going to become the rest of the movie and what he did with his life to be different than his father
0: yeah you know scott i didn't get that from this film this film is about the most on-the-nose movie You'd ever say in your life. And I I hereby will state that if they didn't come out and blatantly say that every single message that they're trying to portray in this film, any kind of subtext, anything underneath the surface that you noticed was not their intention. Oh, they came out and said that? Because the dad didn't show up at the end going, son... I'm sorry for abandoning you and making you have a goal to strive to not become like well, it, me. And then they hugged and gave each other a slow motion fist bump because that didn't happen. I don't believe that, that was the, that's what this movie was about.
2: He, he was dead by then. Of course. And then... No, it's about how this man lives with his demons to do something with his life.
0: Okay. So then the young Chris goes to school where he is immediately in a fight with the, again, most stereotypical bully you've ever seen in your entire life. And after he gets beat up, he goes home and watches wrestling. One time, he watches wrestling. One time. And then the next day, he goes to his bully and perfectly (laughs) administers a complicated wrestling move on the child.
2: You knew he had a future in him because of how quick a learner he was.
3: I'm trying to be nice. But that is so dumb. No, you're, no, you're not. Like, they can't spend okay. the entire movie developing him watching wrestling. They got other important things to get to. So that What, just... they
0: couldn't have cut out one of the 37 montages in it and just put one montage of him learning wrestling? No. But then after he beats the bully, he offers the bully a hand up. And the bully slaps it away. So then, we're in modern day Chris. And he is praying in the... Uh, in the locker room of the WFW, an event that takes place in the same massive stadium in the same city without ever moving, but it does not seem to be on television at all. Because nobody recognizes him, save for one person, but we'll get to that in a minute. He's sitting there praying. We learn that he's about to quit. It's his last match. Nikki, a.k.a. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yep, and his last film role comes in. He's a promoter of the WFW, and he tells The Saint uh, that, well, he's not going to be able to quit with his belt, but he needs to lose to this new guy. This new guy known as the Reaper. Don't, don't, okay. don't, If you're trying to figure out who this guy looks like, he's a mixture between The Undertaker and The Crow, that movie that Bruce Willis's son was killed while they were filming. You know what I'm talking about, Scott? yeah. This guy looks like the crow. He does. He's (laughs) got I will say this, that that Rowdy Rod Piper was actually really good. He's the best part of this movie.
2: He was good, yeah.
0: He's probably the best actor in this whole movie. So, we also should mention that in this opening scene, we meet the Saint's friend, who is a grown man that looks like he has decided to dress up as Elsa from Frozen. Uh and his name is The Iceman. These these people aren't very inventive with
2: their wrestling names. <laughs> My guess is there's a lot of them that's uh probably copyrighted.
0: Hey hey hold on. a second what's that you got on your chest? Is that a birthmark? Uh yes, it is. All right. Welcome to the Wrestling Federation birthmark. <laughs> And in this corner, it's the birthmark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay,
0: so he goes into this ring with with the Reaper and his wife. Uh, uh, the Saint's wife is sitting in the row. She looks terrified. Mm-hmm. She looks like she has never seen a wrestling match one time in her entire life, and she thinks everything is real. I think well, for this
2: scene, it was a lot more real because remember in that scene, the saint told the Reaper, you need to ease up. We've got 10 minutes to do this. The Reaper came in guns ablazing, blazing and I know yeah, it's he fake. Said
0: that, no, he said that to the Reaper in the ring. She couldn't have heard that from her seat.
2: I know, you but she would know watching though. him no, just, that no. it was I, higher I, I
0: intensity. I disagree. I think that whoever gas station attendant that they got to direct this feature film came out and said, Hey, look, will you look terrified? Like you've never seen a wrestling match, even though you're married to one of the best wrestlers in the world, apparently.
3: Yeah, she but you saw things relatively safe. You know, your wife still worries about you.
0: Alright. Nah. But but here's here's the thing. Alright. Before we go any further, there's something I need to, to get off my just about wrestling. I like wrestling. I watch it. I do. But I also know that it's not fake they're really doing awesome acrobatic moves. It takes a lot of strength and athletic ability to be a professional wrestler. But it is orchestrated. Yes. They they know what moves they're going to do before they do them. It's, a, it's basically a, a play more than it is a sporting event. They know who's going to win. They know who's going to lose. It's all just a big play, big production. There are some moves that the Saint and the Reaper do here that require two people to cooperate in order for them to look like they do. Uh
2: Uh-huh. And they didn't know each other before they got into the ring.
0: Yeah, they never met before. They had no set list of what moves they were going to go down. And yet, they did it perfect. Also, the gratuitous (laughs) amount of slow motion in this wrestling match, this movie's runtime is an hour and 45 minutes. If they took out the slow motion, it would have been an hour and 15 minutes. (laughs)
3: Does she you know slow motion is like the easiest way to make your film look professional? Though,
0: I I don't care. It's just like, it's like he threw his hand up. Oh, better slow it down. Wipe sweat off his brow. <laughs> slow motion.
2: I'm getting the feeling you've missed the point of the entire movie, Zach. That's true.
3: I'm
0: getting the feeling that you're missing
2: the point of the entire podcast, Scott. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I didn't. I did not even notice the slow motion. In fact, I enjoyed the slow motion.
0: Of course, you you enjoyed the
1: thing you didn't notice. <laughs> I of did course.
2: think of, I did think about that though, because they, the the uh, Saint asked uh, the Iceman, "Who who is that?" As he was over there curling six hundred and seventeen pounds or something and grunting. And you get into the ring, and you're right; those moves they had to do those together that never happened. But you know, he took a he took a uh, bottom of his shoe to his face right out of the gate. And they knew it was on then. He came out with high intensity. Saints wanted to play around a little bit, win the title, go home a champion. And the Reaper said, nay, nay, sir, your time has come, and I'm here to gather.
0: Hey, But but the Reaper didn't beat the Saint until the Saint was able to perform his signature move. That's <laughs> that's true. The kinda like Breaker. Kind of like The Undertaker. It's a terrible name for... <laughs> for a wrestling move
2: <laughs> did, did you did you find his position when he was praying weird like with his knees leading what? up with <sighs> that's how I pray is that how you pray
0: yep I pray with both my legs folded behind my head balancing <laughs> precariously on my tailbone and so yeah the faith breaker he just swings around some dude's head and then slams him down and lands on his knees with his hands up <laughs> <laughs>
2: And if you think about it, shouldn't the Faith Breaker be like the Reaper's move? It yeah, should be.
0: Think. But then again, the Faith Builder, swinging around a dude's neck, flipping him over upside down, and then getting down to pray, doesn't have the same kind of effect.
1: <laughs> I'm here to build your faith. Oh, yeah.
0: What? No, that sounds nice. Thanks. <laughs> and then when you come out to the ring, your faith is going to grow. Thank you. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this more later on, but <laughs> Reaper puts him in a leg lock. It <laughs> just snaps his leg. Why? Yeah. Why did he do that? <laughs> <It was laughs> no sense whatsoever. But I, but, let's it's because he's, he's a
3: jerk. It's because he's a jerk. And how do you know that the, the promoter guy didn't just give him permission to do whatever he wanted?
0: I, I don't, but it's a fiscal or it's a fiscally irresponsible move. <clears throat> Why? Because in the pro wrestling circuit, you're going to need more people to wrestle. And if you keep breaking everybody's legs, you're not going to have more people to wrestle. Yeah,
3: but nobody but he's, knows. Going, he's retired now. <laughs> Okay. Nobody nobody knows that's because he's, they just think he's faking.
2: I'm Except
0: for his sure wife. That if you hear a man's leg snap in half. You know what? No, I've heard a man's leg snap in half. I was there. My dad broke his ankle. You know that's not fake whenever you hear it. So Saint gets his leg broken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Again, per the movie, I think we're trying to build this man. He's at rock bottom. We've seen it twice now. His dad walks out, mom's yelling at him to do the chores, now he gets his leg broke. It's a movie where this guy's going to have to overcome in life, and we're going to see that again and again.
3: It's true, there's some deep development going on here. Yep, that's what I got from it, too.
0: (laughs) The next scene, the saint is packing up to leave Florida. Because they're going to go to a different church. In gang-riddled Michigan. Hey, Scott. Do you know how we know that they're <laughs> the church they're moving to is uh, a bad in a bad location?
2: Yeah, I do because it's the West Side Baptist Church.
0: So they finally make it to West Side Baptist Church, and the treasurer lets them into the building. And there's a guy there <laughs> named Lumpkin
2: <laughs> from Lumpkin Lighting.
1: His name is Lumpkin.
0: (laughs) And so, yeah, Lumpkin is just his name's Judge, Judd Lumpkin, and he is the (laughs) biggest supporter financially of the church. If it wasn't for for old Judd, well, the church's roof wouldn't be fixed, everything uh, wouldn't be able to stay open. And so, the new pastor does what every single new minister should do. When entering a new work, he immediately starts talking about money. He's like, "Hey, let's bump up the tithing." <laughs> that right there is a perfect yep. PR campaign to get people on your side. Hi, I know you don't knew, know me. I'm the new preacher here. I think you should get more money. Uh, so he, he immediately goes, "You know what? We're gonna get this offering up." And then, uh, if you if you didn't know I was gonna talk about this one, Scott, then you don't really know me, because <laughs> old Pastor went door knocking.
2: The best way to evangelize.
0: Apparently so, but before they're going to go around a dangerous neighborhood and knock on strangers' doors, the first thing that they need to do is uh, drop. The pastor and his wife have a, a little girl they need to drop her off with uh, the most motherly figure there, Miss Edna. Now I, I don't have any problem with Mid- Miss Edna; she's 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 a sweetheart in the movie, but Miss Edna also tells us that uh, Judd. Yes, he he financially supports the congregation, but he also drives away any new members. And she was the one who fought for him in their search committee meetings yep. because she wanted a fighter. She wanted the a pastor
2: fighter. In this movie, actually.
0: So they're out door knocking door after door, slamming their faiths, and this was hilarious. <laughs> it was just a hoot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is so unfortunate our listeners can't see your face tonight.
0: <laughs> but uh, Why is it that every single movie that has a preacher in it has to do a door knocking <laughs> sequence and in every single door knocking sequence they're just doors slammed in their I, face played off for comedic effect? I don't know. The wife started to get annoying to me in this scene because she was why? annoyingly optimistic. Maybe the next door. No, we just had 47 doors slammed in our face. This next door literally has a sign posted on it that looks fake because it is because the movie has terrible production value. But it just says, drug dealer house, keep out. We shouldn't knock on this door. Let's use a little prudence here. Let's use the wisdom God gave us. Oh, you go ahead and knock on it, honey. His knee, which he is still recovering from and broken. He is a crippled man hobbling around the neighborhood with a cane. And he's like, honey, my knee's acting up. I need to quit. You are your big quitter. Better go start knocking again. Come on, chop, chop. She pulls out a cattle prod out of her purse. She's jabbing him with it. It was uncalled for. Maybe you need a little bit
3: more of that, that annoying positivity. I saw a man with a supportive a wife who
2: was full of determination, realizing that drug users and drug pushers need
3: Jesus. True. And that door was uh, Mindy's door, who ends up converting to Southern Baptistism. And her husband, and her Listen, child, and reforming let's not the get choir. ahead of ourselves here.
0: Because right now, all we know here is we that he has an abusive wife that doesn't acknowledge his physical handicaps.
2: <laughs> he's, not, he's not physically handicapped. He had a knee injury. <laughs> 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 what you know, the last
0: door that they knocked on just so happened to be a scared looking blonde lady who, despite being scared, is like, yeah, strangers, come on in. Come on into my house. Why do so many people in the slums of Detroit or Michigan have Southern accents in this movie? I don't. That doesn't mean the you speak Baptist. with a Southern accent.
2: In this case, it does. Yes, it does. And, uh,
0: well, and, the context clues are there. I, this lady's husband, Ray. Well, he's been
2: beating her. And Ray is the other one that I thought, oh, this acting is not good.
0: Every single bad person in yeah, this movie you know, honestly, is the stereotype. Ray is the stereotypical redneck. He comes in with a beer in his hand and who are you folks? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm Pastor Chris. Nice to meet you. Pastor Chris. You know what? I well, thought. I, Pastor, get out of my house. We don't. Go on. Yeah. We don't want to know.
2: We don't want none of what you're selling.
0: What are you doing? talking to a preacher and his wife and then we're at the first Sunday and (laughs) he gets up to preach and he's got a stack of note cards (laughs) and he's looking down at his stack of note cards and he goes nope not this one what (laughs) are every one of those note cards individual sermons and he was just going to get up and pick one
2: out (laughs) it appears so
0: all I'm just saying is I, I've, you know, I've, I've been in a no, in on. a mood some weeks where I bust out a couple of sermons because, you know, one leads into the other or whatever. But I can't preach like a sermon from six months ago. Just pick one out of the stack Sunday morning and go, here we go, yep. and just run up there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does preach that on faith and it does get across that his message was faith about faith because he says it. About 74 times. Now, to be fair, the whole point of this was to be bad. He was supposed to be, ba- be bad at preaching, and boy was he. He was
2: awful. <laughs> he said may may have been an Oscar-winning performance.
0: <laughs> and maybe you go, okay, well, maybe it's just his first Sunday. Well, then we, we jump in time in this scene to the next Sunday, and what's he preaching on? Faith. He's preaching on faith. And is he any better? <clears throat> Absolutely not. How did this man get this job?
2: Because he was a fighter. Did
0: he not? But did you not have to try out to preach? No one else they wanted said to try out. They've had three different preachers in the past year. It's not that nobody. It, 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 this place have preacher applications apparently flying in. But what? When they interviewed him. They didn't go. Hey, can you preach a sermon with more than one word in it?
2: Small detail.
0: Uh, or his sermon was so bad. That people literally got out. up and walked out. Do you know how bad of a preacher you have to be to do that?
2: <laughs> because you know what, really, gotta, at this point, church dies. We haven't seen it's it's been slow to this point. It really was. There was a lot of things. This, that,
0: my, this was my this was my favorite part of the whole. thing. Really, I,
2: up until now, in my mind, there's a lot of things that maybe they could have done without. I started getting more interested as we moved on from here because I thought, what in the world are they going to do with this? This guy stands up in hymns and halls and goes, uh, uh, faith. We got to have faith. And that's why I'm here. And then it's like, they go to the next, Sunday, (laughs) it's same thing. I'm like, well, this is going to be good. What are we going to do? Can we
0: also just talk for a second that, uh, in this scene, the building is leaking. (laughs) Yep. He puts, okay, and and after the end of one sermon, we see leaks coming down from the building, and he puts a pot underneath it, goes and has a 30-second conversation with somebody, and this is a big stock pot. And then they just show the pot, and the water level is like an inch from the top of the rim. Yep. So that is a massive leak.
2: (laughs) Yep. Old Lumpkin, Judd Lumpkin, he's going to have to get on that. Seeing what I saw in this scene is, Zach, the, the preacher has been planted there. And when things are planted, they need rain in order to grow. And now the rain is being provided and growth should be coming forth.
0: What I saw there, Scott, is bad continuity. And set designers that don't understand how leaky roofs work. Oh, it was
3: working. I'd like also for you to notice, Zachary, that um, several, several times the Preacher is bad. Right? And this is a progressive scene. You bash them because they only did the wrestling. You know, when he learned wrestling, they only did it once. Okay. They dragged this You're out absolutely for quite right. A while. Make this scene uh, half as long as it was. Go so. back to the beginning and have him watch
0: a couple more wrestling matches before he's an expert at it. Thank you, Luke. You fixed the problem with the movie.
2: You're like Tickle Me Elmo tonight, Zach. You've just got all these little buttons that we can just sit back and push and watch you go off.
0: So in the next scene, Judd. Old Lumpkin.
2: (laughs) Old Lumpy. Can we call him Lumpy from here on out?
0: Good old Lumpy Lumpkin. Goes, hey, you play basketball? And the preacher's like, yeah, I play basketball. Keep in mind, full knee brace and a cane at this point in time. Still (laughs) hobbling around. (laughs) Basketball game is less than a week away. Judd's not. (laughs) This is the last time in the entire movie that we see him limp from his knee. Yeah. From this point out, he's fine.
2: <laughs> Rehab has gone well for him, apparently.
0: <laughs> it went so well. He went from maybe like a five to a full 10 yeah. in less than a week. And, and that whole basketball thing, because the way he was saying, it, his wife was like, no, you're hurt. He's like, ah, yeah, I play basketball. And the whole basketball scene, I'm waiting for him to make like that bad step that, that uh-huh. ruins his knee and pushes him. It never happens, it never comes, not one time. But what does happen in the basketball scene is Judd screaming. Who? A lot. At everybody. Judd's just not having a good time with this game. And he calls the pastor's wife a porous. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, he calls Pastor Chris's wife. Her defense is so bad that she's porous as a sponge. And this sets Chris off. Yep. He is about ready to rip this dude's <laughs> head off. You do not compare to my wife to something that's exorbitant and used for cleaning dishes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? You, what do you, you say about my wife? You think that's the problem he had? <laughs> Here's the thing I don't understand, Okay, because all Judd wanted... <laughs> To make to the make playoffs. The playoff. I'm watching that. You know what? To me, that's the stupidest part of the movie, right there. We keep playing like this. We are going to make the playoffs. What? It, really? Sh- shut up, Lumpy. That's
0: the stupid. What about the fact that we have a man who was a gimp? Limp. <laughs>
2: he had an injury.
3: He had faith. He was healed. You can't be. You can't be walking around with a cane I mean, in, like in the that's ghetto. The best to place be to, to walk around quick. with a cane.
0: You got a handy <laughs> weapon right there
3: now that'll be cut out
0: oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> so Judd keeps running in his mouth and eventually the whole team Judd's entire team gets kicked out of the league and uh, Judd gets real mad and so what does Pastor Chris do the logical thing for a, a man of the cloth he puts Judd into a sleeper hold and continually tells him cut. the more you struggle the more it's gonna hurt the more you struggle the more it's gonna hurt <laughs> Yeah, I do it every Sunday. Have you never every, done that? Every, every Sunday. one of your, one of your parishioners. Every <laughs> Last week, little old lady Smith, 82 years old, got a little lippy. I, I wasn't <laughs> having it. I kicked her cane out from underneath <laughs> her, swung around, flipped her over my head, put her in a full Nelson. I say more strong's gonna hurt. <laughs>
2: I, hey, I did have a guy one time when I was in college. He made me mad. It was like toward the end of the end of the school year, and uh, I put him in the Boston crab. He never the Boston crab. That's like where you you <laughs> sit bo- on their back and pull their legs up. Guy got, never talked to me again, which was sad you know, because I, we were good friends. I've never done the Boston
0: friends. crab, but there was this one guy that was running his mouth in school. I put him in the Philadelphia cheesesteak. <laughs> So well, I'm sure you've played your favorite game of uh, pickup games and like, little basketball leagues and stuff. Yeah. Do you remember what the highest score you ever scored was? Even uh, you know, just a, a regular old pickup game?
2: Probably 16 points.
0: Okay. Because the score of this pickup game, <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Was 102 to 52. Yes. I...
2: Old Lump... Old Lumpkin was playing in a league that had NBA that. stars
0: in it. Apparently.
2: Oh, and listen, that's why he's so upset. You can't be getting beat by fifty the first game of the season and expect to make the playoffs. <laughs> well, then, pastor or no pastor, with his, a gimp. If his
0: if his wife wasn't such a porous sponge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the end of the game, after Lumpkin gets taken out, which, by the way, real quick, he's in the he's in the sleeper hold. The entire crowd in the audience starts applauding. Yep. Did you notice that? Yep. Everyone there is applauding for assault. That, yeah. That's <laughs> what you're applauding. <laughs> hey, you go, preacher. Thank you for assaulting that man <laughs> with a big mouth. Uh, one other thing that happens at the game. Pastor Chris meets the captain of the other team, who is a police detective, who says, Good luck, pastor. And the pastor goes, I don't need luck, but I'll take a prayer. And then the cop's like, and then walks away in the most understated
3: (laughs) (laughs) moment of the entire movie that this guy just may not like religion. I just thought, I know that this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but this, the whole relationship with the detective was pointless. And and
0: I've got some notes. (laughs) So Judd following the basketball game pulls his funding from the church. Um, in order to help the church out, Pastor Chris moves to a more affordable house. And as they're moving, they have to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And this might be one of the biggest problems I have with the movie. They're making their little daughter give away the majority of her stuffed bears. Because they just don't have room for teddy bears at the new house i the Lord. but you could give away all of my stuff before I make you give my son's toys away. Because my son should not be punished for my bad financial decisions.
2: So you're going to allow your son to keep all his toys throughout his life? Oh, he he
0: can keep his bears if he still plays with them. She clearly is attached to those things. It's not like I'm going to go over and take his Toy Story toys, which are the best toys in the world right now, or his little stuffed Mickey that he can't sleep without and be like, well, we just don't have room, Joseph this is messed up right i'm not the only person that sees that
3: no she gives her she she gives her bears to uh someone else she who would, would love them so it's an opportunity but
0: that's the thing it's an opportunity right, for her to be a giver. spoiler alert they move into the house next to old redneck ray and his <laughs> and the little daughter of ray and and mindy mindy the abused mindy. wife she has one of the bears I, I, I will say here and go, if it was her choice to give that little girl a bear, which she's a sweet little girl, I'm sure she would have made that choice. That is her choice to make. I do not like the fact that they made this little girl give away her toys. It's not right. It makes me it makes me sad. It literally made me sad to watch that. Yes. That
2: made you sad.
0: No, Scott, come on. I'm not being crazy here.
2: No, I'm just I'm trying to pry, because it didn't. It didn't bother me, really, because I know we, I, we've had our kids give away toys that they haven't played with for a while. So but where was she not, at with, that, with the bears? That, the fact that she said,
0: but my bears, we're not talking about toys that she outgrow. She she likes her stuffed bears.
2: Going to have to go with you on this, Zach. Let her keep her bears. Get rid of her parents.
3: Thank you. I'm saying sacrifice the bears. That should be She's the that should be. The, when you have a kid, you'll...
2: This should be the name of this podcast, Sacrifice the Bears for Jesus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. oh so was there? You you have no you have no sympathy for Pastor Chris, <laughs> Good whole point. movie? and then you're worried about like the girl with an excess of teddy bears having to give away yeah. a couple. <laughs> Any other
2: questions, Luke? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so as they're packing up, the pastor didn't have to get rid of his mask cuz he finds it in the next scene. It's and talk listen, talk about the small. providence of this movie as Miss Edna comes over with a plate of cookies 5 seconds after he finds his mask as they're packing into their or unpacking into their new house. And then he she's like, "Hey, let's go for a let's go for a drive and have a talk." They start listening to heavy metal music, and by heavy metal music, I mean generic, whatever they could find, fair use.
1: (laughs) Somebody asked, (laughs) "What what
2: type of heavy metal music would have been better for the movie?"
0: (laughs) Don't know. The music throughout this movie was terrible.
3: Yeah. You got to keep the budget down, Zach. You don't get the big studios oh, supporting I all great YouTube <laughs> content.
2: If only the music would have been better on the way to the wrestling event, it would have made
3: it would have yeah, made a yeah. lot of. <laughs> you would have liked the movie then. Yeah, you would have. It you would have been actually improved it. it. it Honestly, it sounded some...
0: like I was listening to iPhone ringtones playing underneath the movie half the time. It may have been. It was bad.
3: <laughs> you were.
0: <laughs> Where's Edna driving him <laughs> well, to none other than the permanent WFW stadium. And uh, so they go in there, and uh, they they sit down in the crowd, and the uh, rowdy Roddy Piper gets up and, and greets the crowd and intros to wrestlers, Titan, and Brawler. And can I just say that Brawler looks like me without my shirt on? no i felt bad for that guy you can't i feel like that i feel like that guy it was just like he was there to hold the boom mike what's Some that out of shape dude eating his eating his taco bell and they're like hey we need a wrestler will you do it? uh can i keep my shirt on no oh yeah well, he my tore wife off. walked in the he room hearing he that scene on. when i was and watching last off. night and she goes this is bad. And she just turned around and walked out. That's all she saw was him tearing his shirt off. <laughs> <sighs> oh, And so they get into a fight. Pastor Chris goes to get some air. And he sees a bunch of Reaper merchandise. Which is surprising because he was told that Reaper got kicked out of the WFW for breaking his leg. But that's not the case. Mm-mm. Reaper is still fighting. As a matter of fact, the next fight is between Iceman,
2: and the who if you Reaper. don't
0: remember was from the beginning of the movie, who looks like Elsa, and the Reaper. And how does the Reaper fight by literally kicking his back? He just stomps on his spine. He's not a good wrestler. How is he a professional?
2: Well, that's all part of, the, part of the wrestling, stepping on the back, the head, the
0: legs. I understand that, but when you are literally stomping someone into the mat, you are not being a very good wrestler. You need to be able to have people to fight later on. But if you keep breaking people's legs and breaking their backs, eventually you will literally hurt your entire competition and have no one to fight. And no one's gonna show up for for Reaper to just stand there looking like a muscular crow. Hey Zach going, Hey, hey Zach. But it's fake. It's not fake. <laughs> Wrestling is fake, but the whole point of this movie right here was to show that the Reaper, when he fights, is not doing it fair, that he is hurting people.
2: He's a good heel.
0: He's not a heel. A heel means that you're paid to lose. He is literally hurting people. No, and it, no, stop, stop. Because the fact that you're disagreeing is going to have people confused here. You need to understand that this man is literally hurting people in the ring. That is a story point we need to get across.
2: And he wasn't paid to, loo- paid to lose. He's paid to be a bad guy.
0: Okay. That's fine. So is several other people in the WWE. Never once have I seen them break someone's spine and then try to break their leg,
3: but haven't you ever like heard of the psychopaths who are, you know, they just hurt people? It's not like to their advantage, or it's not yes, for any like, I've, good. I've heard of those people. Reason they are not performers words. in professional wrestling
0: because the last thing you want to do is to have several of your wrestlers
3: hurt. Yeah, but nobody cares about the Iceman, right? And and these other people. Oh, of course, injuring. nobody so, cares about the Ice Rowdy Rod doesn't care as long as he can bring in Reaper money. He just lets him do his thing. And so this guy is using WWE as like his outlet for his violence and ridiculousness. Hey, hey,
0: WWE is trademarked. It's WFW.
3: WFW as his outlet for his anger and beating people up. And he's really just a bully. uh...
2: See, and the whole thing too with the stomping on the back is you've got to be able to jump up in the air to make the majority of the noise if you're stomping with your right to hit your left on the mat where they've got the microphones under there so you can get the noise going on to make it sound they worse. They were
0: hurting him so bad that Pastor Chris felt the need to come out of retirement to go and help him. Mm-hmm. There's my argument that this was not fake.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's how the wife knew in the very beginning of the movie, too, that he came come out with that intensity. That's why she looks so scared.
0: So, they go and they fight the Reaper. <laughs> and they beat
3: him. Wait, are you moving on from this point? We were yeah, still, I am. Because still you guys are being, case.
0: no, you're not making a case. You're just being openly combative to me. And we've been going a hundred an hour and twenty two minutes, and that's an hour and twenty two minutes longer than I want to talk about this stupid movie. So
3: <laughs> we're like a quarter of the way through.
0: I know. Okay, so
3: please they continue. They,
0: they beat the Reaper. Then Nikki wants the Saint to return. Nikki. Rowdy Rod Piper wants saint to return. It offers him $20,000 to come back and fight the Reaper. And Pastor Chris says, no. And then in the next scene, he's taken clothes to a donation box, or as I assume his daughter's prized possessions, to a donation box. (laughs) And in the background, a pimp slaps one of his prostitutes for praying. So what happens after the pimp slaps the prostitute? Well, have no fear. The masked saint is here just a man in a mexican wrestler's mask and a puffy vest Our masked saint shows up for the first time we see him and he's like hey why are you hitting that girl using his real voice no attempt to disguise that whatsoever hi there i'm pat oh can't say that i'm I'm the masked saint how are you doing i was wondering if you could have a conversation about jesus (laughs) I will give you this. I did chuckle a little bit, a real chuckle, not just laughing at the ridiculousness of this movie when the pimp looks to the masked saint and goes, What do you want, macho libre? I was like, ah, Luke's gonna like that one. <laughs> I did like that.
2: The the thing that got me in this scene is uh, the whole the whole praying thing. That just I don't know why, but to me that seemed out of place for this scene.
1: No yeah, way I know, I know what
2: you're trying to do for the movie, but that was just off. The whole vest are you thing, saying that the whole scene's a little on the nose, Scott? Uh, it's a little off the nose. The whole vest thing, though, that's that was very 1980s to have a
3: vest like that. I had a vest. Was it like a puffy? I can't remember. Was it like a puffy yeah? It
2: was like, like, like a puffy. Vest? It was like
0: a puffy vest. If he would have given up up his vest, they would have had room for at least four or five teddy bears. That thing was so puffy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, when you want to be macho and you have a a warm or a, a cold torso, but you still want to show off your guns, that's what you wear: yeah. a puffy vest.
0: See, didn't he listen? Didn't he you're wrestling? coming from a person who has. I, I mean, I I cannot tell you how often during the winter times, my torso is freezing cold, but my arms are just so hot and sweaty. What yeah. can I do? Get a vest. <laughs> Our list of crimes here. He goes from just plain assault to. Uh, Assault and battery as he beats the pimp pretty much to
2: death with a lead pipe. Yep, you are correct. <laughs> because let's be honest, what's assault going to be without some battery? Listen, I, I
0: mean, <laughs> I get it. We're all we're all ministers here. Sometimes you got to take a pipe and beat the snot out of strangers. I get it, okay? But
2: oh man, I
0: found what? the lady goes. The lady, as he's walking away, goes. thank you you're a saint
2: i I hated this i hated this
1: i'm (laughs) I'm just just a man man.
3: (laughs) if they had just left it at you're a saint it would have been bad but it would have been tolerable yeah but the 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 other part was so bad and he does it twice
2: i know that that, yeah that whole i'm just a man no get that out of the movie
3: (laughs) (laughs) did you like that part zach
2: Oh, it was my favorite. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. and
0: it was almost as good as the next scene where he gets into his car and then is super excited that he got to commit assault and battery on a stranger. <laughs> he was. He was. He <laughs> like, "Yeah,
1: I got some assault <laughs> battery."
0: <laughs> oh shoot, he was thrilled to death. But his his excitement comes crashing down when he realizes that he's missed three calls, and then he gets home and the cops are surrounding his yard as, as. Uh, what was her name? Mindy. 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 The bruised woman was talking to the cops. And then there is a scene that, well, made absolutely no sense from a real world perspective. As this woman is giving her statement to police, Ray the Redneck comes out and goes, Mindy! Get back inside!
1: I don't want you talking to
0: no police. And she goes, Ray, I'm talking to him. Go inside, smoke your cigarettes and drink your beer.
3: <laughs> I'm confused by this scene because, you know, she's supposed to be an abused woman, but she just tells off her husband and he like, like a whipped puppy goes back in the house and she's not acted consistently. If she was truly an abusive
0: relationship, I've known people in abusive relationships. The last thing that she's going to do is tell off her husband in front of people. This is a poorly written abused woman by a writer who has never met an actual abuse victim.
3: Yeah, I would agree. We agree on something.
0: Okay, so Pastor Chris goes to the hospital and he finds out that the wife hit her head and then she proceeds to give the most terrible, awful, worst pregnancy announcement ever. (laughs) Honey, honey, are you okay? Well, the doctors did scans and... It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor and it's not an aneurysm but they did find something else what what is it what's wrong with you do you want to tell him little girl that's my daughter i'm gonna be a sister what is wrong with you what is wrong with you this yeah this scene if my, my wife passes out i think that something terrible has happened to her i rush to the hospital and it just turns out that there's good news, but she prefaces it by saying it's, it's not, not a... bad news, or it's not it's not a tumor. It's not an aneurysm, but it's something else. I was I might turn back. I, I, I would be this close to turn it into Redneck Ray.
2: <laughs> I was dumbfied there. I really was. That was another bad scene. I did. There had to have been another way to uh, another another way to have done that
3: scene.
0: Yeah. Here's the way to do it. Honey, honey, are you OK? I'm pregnant. Yeah, it turns out I'm pregnant, and I passed out.
3: What frustrates me the most about this scene, though, is that it goes nowhere. Yeah, like it it leads to nothing. She's she you know gives this big announcement, and she's all sick and whatnot, and and the child is never born. There's no more discussion yeah. about this. It's except almost for one like statement It's just done.
0: It's almost like that 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 scene was there just to get the pastor to the hospital, yep. where the detective, who is also useless was there to question <laughs> JoJo the Pimp <laughs> about a masked vigilante. Yep. And we're back at a church service where he gives a we-need-more-money sermon, and guess what happens? He is a brilliant preacher. That's always a good sign of a preacher, that he sucks when talking about faith or any other
2: biblical things,
0: <laughs> but if he needs money,
1: <laughs>
2: he's coming out like Joel Osteen. <laughs> I never thought about that, but that's well said right there. Yeah, he's talking about faith. People are walking out. He's talking about money. People are getting behind him.
0: And he's a master preacher. I do like his his message there where he's like, is anybody here a banker? We need help with our funds, you know? Mm -hmm. anybody you're a plumber, a roofer, whatever. Good message. But then a prostitute arrives at the church, the one he saved the other night, and uh, everybody just immediately turns on her like a pack of hyenas. Go on, get! We don't want your tap in here. It was like that scene of The Chosen where the guy finds out the dude has leprosy. Yep. (laughs) Get out!
2: Edna pulled her knife out.
0: (laughs) So, Pastor yells at everybody. He goes, hey. He goes, hey, you better start being nice to her. better greet her with some respect. And the prostitute's like, I should go. And then everybody stands up. And this time, oh, man. There's a really long, horrible musical montage. Everybody's shaking hands with this former sex worker. All right, here's here's the scene where I fully gave up on Pastor Chris. After the church gets done in the middle of services, by the way, he's like halfway through his sermon, and then everybody just gets up and greets her, and apparently church is over. Yep. And we were done. Uh, and, and the former prostitute is talking to Pastor Chris, the saint, and she says that he's the answer to her prayers, and then he reveals his secret identity in about 0. .4 seconds. She goes, he goes. Well, that that man that just saved me—he's the answer to my prayers. Well, I'm glad you got to a uh, a shelter. I didn't tell you that I went to a shelter. You <laughs> dumb! Come on, Chris, you're better
2: than that. <laughs> you know, you almost you almost wonder, and I haven't read the book, but you almost wonder if they're trying to tell too much of the story, that it actually would have been better if they'd have done a smaller section of the story that would have made the movie better. Because I think so many things we talk about were pressed and put in there to help tell this bigger picture where I don't know that it helped the film.
0: Next scene, they're stressing about bills and babies. They need money. And what does the wife suggest? Wrestling. Wrestling. Out of nowhere. Out of the clear blue sky. She's like, hey, why don't you start wrestling again? Well, she talked to Miss Edna. I'm sorry, Was are you not the same woman at the beginning of the film that was berating him for wanting to continue to wrestle? And then can't. him, again, does a complete 360 and goes, I don't want to embarrass you. What? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. That these two people just flip their entire personalities because the plot needs them to. <laughs> and, and these people flip back and forth so fast that my neck is sore because of all the whiplash of trying to figure out what in the world they believe at this moment in time that it was ridiculous. And so what does he do? He goes back to the ring and he's beating some rando and the (laughs) reaper (laughs) and the reaper is watching and says this literal line from the movie I've seen more meat in a cheese sandwich (laughs)
3: He's, he's a WFW wrestler. I mean, his lines aren't supposed to be good. He doesn't get paid to come up with good stuff. And then we just have a wrestling
0: slash preaching montage where he fights a dude with a bear for a head. That's fun. <laughs> <sighs> the the prostitute is now the greeter of the church building. Growth. The saint gets up and in a sermon says that he's fun for salvation. Money is just rolling in lumpkin is shocked to see that the church is filled the pimp asks where my girl's at and the preacher preacher is super proud of himself super proud which again this movie does not understand subtlety whatsoever because he gets in front of his entire thing at the end of this montage goes, i'm super proud of all the things that i've done and when he says this his wife looks really disappointed and so does miss edna So he's in his office, and the redneck's wife comes in. She's singing real good, and she asks to join the church. And then, like all preachers do, before allowing membership, he gives an ultimatum. He goes, you can join it if you can lead my choir. And she goes, well, I've got a lot to do. You've seen the husband I dealt with. Uh, I have to take care of my daughter. You better lead my choir, (laughs) or you ain't coming to church. I'm the saint. I mean, I'm Pat. Dang it, Chris, Again?
3: I thought that this was I was expecting the old lady who was running the choir to be really offended yeah. at this that she I was, I was offended? I was offended like, by the old lady. <laughs> I know and there was like it like it never turned into anything. She didn't care that her choir had been hijacked and given to Mindy.
0: Yeah, she just
2: shoves that old lady to the side. <laughs> Lucky that she didn't stomp on her back and break her leg. I think he was thinking about it. Well, I mean
0: her, Mindy. She d- so then uh, Edna, conf- next scene, Edna confronts the saint about his pride, about being self-centered. And then he does something that he does for the next three scenes. He just suddenly and abruptly stands up and walks out of the house. Yep. You're being prideful and
2: self-centered. Bye. <laughs> Jack, did you listen to somebody the first time they told you you were being prideful and self-centered? Did it take three or four times? Hug. I. <laughs> hey you know what that's got to be hard to hear and he was it it was it was horrible i mean horrible how prideful he was yeah but
0: that's no here's the thing though i have never i've had people say some horrible things to me and i'm sure you have too and you know even even the undeserved things that people have said to me that have been bad in the context of me being a minister I have never gotten up and walked out on somebody like that.
2: Yeah, I guess I never have. I eaten. mean, I'm going to try it sometime, though. It's He gets home,
0: and Redneck Ray is yelling at his wife about going to church. And uh, the pastor, Chris, is doing paperwork when his daughter asks for ice cream. And then again, we have another 360. He has been nothing but a kind, gentle father. Daughter goes, hey, Daddy, can we get some ice cream? No!
1: Get out of here! I hate you!
0: <laughs> Whoa! dead scene. Where did that come from?
2: Just, just like, it's cold outside, you want ice cream? Go away. Yeah, remember when he said, I'm not your dad. You need to go talk to your mom.
1: (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) And so uh, he
0: yells at his wife out of nowhere, then his wife comes in and he yells at her out of nowhere. And then she's like, hey, you want to calm down a little bit? And he's like, nope, bye. Just gets up and walks out again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's got a lot on his mind right now
0: then he gets up and he leaves and he's about ready to go to his car because he's got a wrestling match or he has a wrestling match to get to he overhears Ray's and then he screams at Ray for being a jerk and I'm like finally Ray's gonna get his comeuppance no it's not what happens he growls at Ray for like he he yells less at Ray than he yelled at his daughter for asking for ice cream he goes Ray stop being mean your wife can sing pretty bye and he gets in his car and drives away and then you know what we have Another montage. This one, the Saint is upset driving. He gets to the WFW match that has been located in that Michigan town for at least a month and a half now. And he looks up and says, I'm done. Bye. And he drives away. And he goes to a diner. And he asks for some fish and some fish sauce. Fish sauce? Not ketchup, the other stuff. You know that wide stuff. You're not. You're digging yourself a hole, Pastor Chris. You're digging yourself a hole it's here. A fish sauce.
3: <laughs> tartar and sauce is not fish sauce. And
0: then the wa- the waitress is like, "I can't help you right now. We don't have no tartar sauce." That is unbelievable. You realize that I said bye and left to at least four different people today. Don't make me do it again. Go get me some fish and some fish sauce. <laughs> I'm sorry, we don't have any fish sauce. Help me. Why? Because of all the diners that he could have walked in, he walked into that one where there was just so happened to be an armed robbery happening. And what'd he do? He got up and left. He said, she
2: goes, help me. he said, bye. (laughs) And he went to the nearest telephone booth and changed into his uniform.
1: He
0: put on his mask, and he pulled on his puffy jacket, <laughs> and he went and did some more assault. And battery. And in the, the next scene, the waitress is at the police station filing a, a report, and the cop, I, I do need to bring this up, the cop's like, do you guys have a closed circuit television set up? <laughs> and she said, no, my brothers, Lucas and John John, blew them up last Halloween.
2: <laughs> what's wrong with that? Uh, you know, what's right of with it? All the things you know? we've seen in this movie, <laughs> I would really, really love to know the story behind Lucas and John John blowing
0: I'm up. I'm telling the cameras. you, if they
2: wanted to keep the. If they would, seriously, because cameras are up in the
0: corner of buildings, what in the world? Lucas and John John. It added five
3: minutes. I, I could not taken it. Oh.
0: No, they would have just cut out like half of the slow motion. They would have had five minutes to show you how Lucas and John John blew up the CCTV cameras. Uh,
2: that's what I want answered out of this entire movie. How did Lucas and John John do that? She tells the detective that
0: uh, the man that saved her had a binder with a white cross on it, and she calls him a saint. Oh. And the detective's like, I know who that guy is. Because now he is done being a friendly detective mm-hmm. and is now did a 180 to becoming a vengeful detective at the beginning he said something at the basketball game where he's like I think that it's good when somebody stands up for what's wrong and now he's like you stand up for what's wrong i'm gonna get you yeah
3: he wouldn't yeah the only
2: thing this movie was missing was that detective in a Miami Vice outfit
0: so and he wasn't
3: a, i thought he was a pretty good actor his part was just terrible it was terribly written all
0: these parts were bad
3: yeah so in the next scene
0: so the detective runs into the saint buying ice cream now by now the the saint's been carrying around the binder with the cross on it edna's diary uh pretty much everywhere he goes so he knows that the saint is this mass vigilante and then he does something really stupid that i do not Not understand either (laughs) he invites the saint who he believes to be a violent criminal That is committing crimes across his precinct and his daughter to the police station. What's the plan here, detective? For a lineup. (laughs) The outfits don't change throughout this entire scene and leading into the next scene, which gets really confusing here in just a minute. So, yes, he's tricked into a lineup. The waitress comes back but refuses to ID the saint. And as they leave, the saint goes, did you catch the bad guy? And the detective goes, not today. Did you play poker? (laughs) This guy, the Masked Saint, has been on magazines. He is a professional, famous wrestler. They live in a time that has iPhones. Google for five seconds, and you'll be able to see that the Masked Saint is Pastor Chris. You are a horrible detective.
3: Wow. (laughs) Wow. But he's not seen the mask, right? No. So he can't technically put those two things together. He just knows it's a masked vigilante.
0: Google Pastor Chris's name. Find out, oh, he's a professional wrestler that goes by the saint and wears a mask. Huh, that's an awfully big dink. And he's carrying around a binder that has a cross on it. Ah, too bad I don't have enough to question him. Oh, well, better invite the daughter back next week for bring your con to work day. So they're driving home from the police. They're in the same outfits that they wore at the police station. They're driving home from the police and they get a call. They get a call that they need to come to the church building because the building has been destroyed and tagged with spray paint that looks like people who did it never held a spray paint can (laughs) in their entire life.
2: They weren't real good graffiti artists, were they?
0: (laughs) But anyways, church building's destroyed. Saint goes, It's my fault. And then he takes his wife and tells her the story, and then the wife's like Bye. <laughs> now the Saint knows what it feels like. Why why is she so mad right now? I didn't get that part. I thought that was a little bit of an overreaction. Cause she's just Bye. like, Hey, I stopped this woman from, from being abused by this man. I used my wrestling moves. How dare you? I'm not talking to you. Stomp, stop, 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 stop.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think my wife would be pretty ticked <laughs> if she found out I was the one that had been out like beating people up. I think she would be. I'd just be mad or that she didn't invite, invite her. her. She might be. But
0: I I'll
3: bring your Yeah,
2: plate. I don't I mean that when I saw that I thought, man, she is bolting out of there quick. Um, but that place was a wreck. The paper strewn all over the floor. What's up with that? Where did those come from?
0: Couple of things, real quick. Yeah, that the paper confused me too because they didn't look like songbook pages. Song no, they didn't. Oh, Those okay. were just Never mind. They were just blank pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody went down to Office Depot, bought a ream of paper, <laughs> and just <laughs> <laughs> tossed it in the air. <laughs> so after the, wa- the wife storms off, do you know what we have? That's right. If you guessed another clean-in montage. Then next Sunday, even after that montage. The church is still a mess. <laughs> they
2: didn't even pick up the flag behind it or any of the paper. No one. So what's, <laughs> what? Was that the what following they... Sunday or was that later, like, later on in the day when like, they had people? See, come I to... don't
0: know. Because, okay, they were taken to the police station. Mm-hmm. They went to go get ice cream. Then, during the same day, they were taken to the police station. Uh On the way home from the police station, they were called into the church building where a guy says a line that confuses me still to this moment. He goes, I just got here and found the church like this when I came to open Open the the daycare. daycare. What?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which begs the question, why are you out for ice
0: cream at 7 o'clock in the morning? No, they had to have been out for ice cream at like 4 (laughs) a.m.
2: Okay, so there's a timeline issue in a couple of the scenes
3: <laughs> uh, wait but he's is, is is he still in the same clothes when he gets to the church building
0: see I guess he y- has yes to be. yes he is but I don't I think it's a different Sunday. nobody
3: stopped for five minutes to pick up the paper off the floor or the flag it's just crumpled in the back yeah. there I don't even know if it's Sunday because he's like I called you all here today but then his wife she walks in yeah. late right and then she said i left but i came back so it's it seems like it's the same yeah,
0: day that's i i don't this is the longest day ever then
2: <laughs> listen man you start eating ice cream in it the started at 4 a.m
0: <laughs> it started at 4 a.m in the complete daylight and it kept going till eight o'clock at night in the complete daylight in the winter in Michigan. If there's one thing I know about Midwest winters, is that the sun rises at three in the morning and it doesn't set until ten o'clock at night. It's really nice. Yeah. Or it And so everybody's everybody which by the way, another unbelievable thing, he calls an impromptu meeting of his
2: congregation and, and
0: everyone shows up. up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the biggest lie in the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> that never and happens. So he gets and so he gets
0: up and he goes, "This is all my fault." And then he goes, "I've got a confession to make to all of you. I'm a professional wrestler."
2: Fire <gasps> oh, him!
0: We should fire Why? him. He's a liar. How is he a liar? He's not. He never once lied. Nope. No one ever said, "Hey, hey, 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 preacher, preacher, you a professional wrestler?" Well, no, I'm not. It's just dumb. It's so dumb. Everybody's like, oh, why is he wrestling? This is terrible. Enter. Uh, And then he's Judd Lumpkin. And then Judd comes in out of nowhere. Who called Judd?
2: Good question.
0: (laughs) Everybody hates Judd, but Judd's getting the call for the impromptu (laughs) meeting. And Judd comes busted in, and shes he's like, hey, guys, calm down. He's wrestling, not being a meth addict. Take a deep breath. Ain't nobody leaving. <laughs> and then everybody changes their mind immediately. Yeah. Immediately. They go from, we want this guy fired, to Judd saying, hey, let's not fire him. Okay. All I know is now it's Sunday, because the new choir director gets up. All these people that, that were literally singing monotone before. Got the world. Singing like beautiful wings. Because that's the thing, guys. that's that's the power of a choir director you can have a group of people that are tone deaf and cannot sing as long as you got a good director boom they can suddenly sing and then wouldn't you know it that outside the pimp drives up sees people walking in the church building and goes you just don't get it do you preacher
3: (laughs) you know here's what i thought i thought we were gonna find out that the detective story that was going nowhere that he was so angry at the preacher because he was secretly you know working with the pimp and he was like a dirty cop and they were in this together and so when he can't catch him in the lineup he sends the pimp to the church to terrorize the church and you know to run him out of town and then you know we'll, you know this will all be exposed in the end but no like the two storylines are just separate the hey, pimp just destroys this building for no reason
0: <laughs> Luke you're talking about a good movie
3: okay you're talking about a movie that makes sense and would have actually been entertaining to watch.
0: Stop that. Come on, you know better. Oh, man. You, you just don't get it, preacher. Well, after the, the sermon, Saint goes to Nikki and asks for a fair fight against the Reaper for the title match, to earn a little money for his church. You know, as us preachers do. We're not preaching, we're MMA fighting.
2: Um, Hey, would you... Would you go to the ring and wrestle for your church?
0: Is that literally the only option? Yep, that's
2: it. The only one.
0: And even if I lose, I'll I'll make enough money to to save the congregation and keep it going? Yeah.
1: Nope. (laughs) 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 Let it die. You all
0: are on your own. (laughs) No, of course I would.
3: (sighs) Oh,
1: But
0: uh, guess what kind of match this is? He's going to get a fair fight because now now wrestling is... Okay, this movie changes its mind on whether or not wrestling is fake about 17 different times. At the beginning, wrestling is fake. Then it quickly switches to wrestling's real when he gets his leg broken. Then it's back to it's fake. Then when the masked saint shows up to help Iceman out, it's real again. And then it's back to fake because his wife wants him to go wrestle for money and then at the very end he's like let's let's do this for real no you do those wrestling moves for real and everybody dies that's the result of pile driving somebody into a mat is death <laughs> so they get there and it's a cage match of course of course it is <laughs> and who provided the lighting for the cage match lumpkin lighting lumpkin lighting Lumpkin lighting, because it was a tax red-off. And who comes to this cage match? <laughs> who else shows up here? You're never going to believe it, dear listeners, but it's our very good friend Redneck Ray. Redneck Ray shows up. Why? Because he wants to apologize at the most inopportune time in the history of apologies. And we're lucky. Hey, I know you're about ready to fight for the church and everything and earn some money and get your pride back and, and uh, learn a lesson. But I just want to come and say I'm sorry. I was smoking my cigarettes, drinking my beer last night, and I hadn't even thought. So I wanted to just come down here and say sorry. Isn't it powerful when you see people change? And Saints in the back room, preparing, praying for strength. And who comes in? It's the Pimp with a Gun. Which is the name of my new children's book, available in August
2: of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Pimp with a Gun. <laughs> So, anyways,
0: Pip comes in, pulls a gun, and wouldn't you know, Redneck Ray comes in and just bashes his head in with a twenty-pound barbell. Isn't that amazing? How in the world is Jojo not dead? Jojo the pimp <laughs> should have a crushed cranium at this point in time.
2: You're wondering why his head? Like,
3: I thought he hit him on the. I thought he hit him on the back.
0: He walloped him <laughs> in the back of the head. With a 20-pound barbell. It was not just a... Uh, I mean, he put everything. He put all of his redneck rage into, <laughs> into that well, swing.
3: You see that he also had like a 64-ounce big chug <laughs> yeah. drink in his hand. Didn't even drop it. Didn't even ask anybody to hold his drink. He, he
0: brains him with a barbell. It, the, the detective arrives, sees Jojo. I know that you can't see it because it's a PG-13 faith-based movie, but I imagine he saw gray matter leaking <laughs> out of the <laughs> split skull. And he's just like, it's all right. Whenever he wakes up, he'll be behind bars. Don't worry about it. Hold on a second, Mr. Detective Man. Now your position on vigilante justice has just changed again? Bigger fish. And then the saint's like, are you going to arrest me? Which would make sense for the detective's character. But no. the Detective goes, I need you to be the last man standing. Why? <laughs> Why are you there? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you in the movie? Why is JoJo oh, yeah. there? Was... We just, we just, so what just happened here in quick succession for those not paying attention is a redneck appeared out of nowhere to apologize, which makes no sense, just so ha- just so he could be in the right moment to find a barbell laying to the side of the room for no reason, pick it up, kill a man with it, And then to have a police detective come in and go, "Ah, I didn't see it. Go ahead,
2: walk away. Yeah, why? Why did he say, I need you to be? I mean, what what would make the difference to him, win or lose?
0: And so they do some sappiness that doesn't matter, so I'm not going to waste your time with it. But the match starts, and uh, the Reaper is doing what would happen in real life. And that is kicking the living lights out of the saint. Uh, The saint's slammed to the ground so hard that he goes back in time.
2: Yep. He had a concussion.
0: You ever been slammed to the ground so hard that you go back in time? <laughs> <laughs> he just remembers the time that he got beat up as a kid. He's struggling to get up. And this fight keeps happening in the most anticlimactic ending. He manages to get the Reaper into an arm bar and he tells the Reaper to tap because there's no ref. The Reaper's it's like, I'm not going to tap
1: ever. <laughs>
2: Hey, the original saint, the guy that was in the stands that said, You got him, saint! That is the original saint that said that.
0: Uh-uh, for, for real? Real. And so, uh, eventually, Reaper taps out. Nikki gives the saint his belt. uh, And then, the saint offers the Reaper his hand. I'm going to be really mad if the Reaper turns out to be the bully from the beginning <laughs> of the movie. He's not, is he? Because... I, I, is that what they're trying to play off? Because remember, the bully yeah, smacked his hand yeah, away. I don't, I
2: don't And then the Reaper smacked
0: his hand away.
2: Saying that. But I never even thought about you that know what? you said that, though, Zach.
0: No, in this movie, I bet it is. I bet it is. I bet that's what they were trying to say. The director's going to be like... Would be- the, the director's going be like, they're going to love this. It's going to come full circle. The bully's going to turn out to be the Reaper, and then uh, he's going to smack the, 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 the hand away, and then he's going to take it, and then the Reaper's going to go heaven. <laughs>
2: That'd
3: be a pretty good parallel. <laughs> and
0: then, and then, the most baffling thing happens in the ring. They're standing up together, and Nikki and the Saint give each other a hug. What's wrong with that? Why? Why does that happen? Nikki has, from the very beginning of the movie, shown that he does cause, could not care less about anybody. Except for making money. He likes the Reaper breaking legs because the Reaper's making him money. He wants the Iceman's leg to break because the Iceman creeps him out because he has more eyeshadow on than Lady Gaga. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. Everybody is so quick to come to salvation in this movie. So quick to turn everything around. So quick to change. And then guess what, guys? After this weird hug that makes no sense, we come to the end of the movie. The only thing necessary for Triumph of Evil is for good men to do something about it. Edmund Burke. And then Edna goes, So go out and do something about it. Today. And the Reaper goes, I still haunt your dream saint. And then that's the end. It sets up for a uh, sequel. I'm ready. Okay, that was a terrible movie. Disagree. Now, before we go into our review, I do want to say that we don't have a game this week because I was lucky enough to score a great interview with a wrestling great earlier this week uh i sat down i went guys you're not gonna believe this all right i was driving around i saw this sign that said nane this way and then when i got to nane i saw another side that said indoor this way and so i drove to indoor and i found this witch there this witch of indoor and i was like hey how you doing uh i don't believe in witchcraft and wizardry but i was wondering uh could you summon the soul of macho man randy savage for me She she said, I can do one better than that. She rose him from the dead. Rose Macho Man Randy Savage from the dead. She goes, you have a few minutes to interview him. And he beat the living snot out of me.
2: Well deserved.
0: And so, without further ado, I, I, I present to you my interview with Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho. Can I call you Macho? Man, yeah. Man. Great. Uh, uh uh wow. I'm I'm getting actually kind of starstruck here talking to you. Um thank you so much for uh coming on here and doing this and, and just having a a conversation about uh what it's like to be a professional wrestler. I
1: will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers.
0: Oh, well, uh, I'm flattered that you think so highly of of our podcast, but um honestly this is an opportunity that I can't let slip through my fingers. Is there anything I can get for you? Soda, water, uh cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah.
1: Cup of coffee in the big time.
0: Of course, uh right away, uh, I'll have a coffee pot right here. Uh do you do you take milk in your coffee? The cream of the crop. Yeah, yeah, sure. I've got creamer right here. Are you are Randy, are you okay? You seem, uh, you seem just a little bit off balance.
1: On balance, off balance doesn't matter. I'm better than you are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm sorry if I upset you. Wow, Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care if you've got 23 wrestlers around the outside and it doesn't even matter. 23 wrestlers?
0: What are you talking about? I'm just trying to conduct an interview. There's no wrestlers here waiting to attack you, Mr. Randy Savage. Uh, I, I, I just, you know, I, I feel lucky to even have the opportunity to sit down and talk to you.
1: What is happening? What a lucky, lucky, lucky person. If you go to the intercontinental heavyweight championship out with the macho man Randy Savage and escape with your life.
0: Listen, I'm not going to sit here and just listen to you threaten me. Do, Do you know where you're at? We're not at a wrestling match, Randy.
1: Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Nothing but garbage. Comparatively speaking... You are like a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. And I am the entire desert. Climbing the garbage can, because comparatively speaking, you are nothing but garbage.
0: Seriously, stop insulting me. Right here is a crying towel. I don't mean a crying towel. I'm not crying. You get this together, Zach. Listen here, Randy. You are not a nice man, and I'm
1: leaving. I've been, here uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. And because they can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, nobody does it better. Whatever you say, Randy. I need to go. Wow, man, freak out! I'm not freaking out. I'm just, I'm just really sad and scared, and I don't think this interview's gonna work out. Oh yeah, and I remember way back when, when the Mega Powers were bonded, yeah. You made a lot of promises to the Macho Man, didn't
0: you? Look, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just want to leave. This isn't working
1: out. Promises that you didn't keep. I, I didn't promise you... Anything! I remember one specific one, yeah. You promised that Elizabeth would never be in a dangerous position! You broke that promise! Elizabeth? Like your- your wife Elizabeth? Randy, I don't know her! I've never met her! You didn't bring her today! I only come down to your matches when it's absolutely necessary! When you're down and out! That's the kind of rules I play by, but you, you play by different rules, yeah! You gotta get in your grandstanding and and your hotdoggin', don't you? Yeah! I've told you this seven times, Randy! This is not a match!
0: You are in a recording studio! All that this is was supposed to be an interview. And since the beginning of it, I've been nothing but kind to you. I don't even know what hotdogging means.
1: I was doing real good, yeah. I was styling out there like a champion, yeah. But guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and dogging? in? You, man. When were you doing
0: good? Randy, please, just answer that one question. When in this entire interview were you not losing your mind over something that I have no idea? What is your deal? Please sit down. Please don't hurt me, okay? Just just calm
1: down. I, I apologize for grandstanding. Can I just please go? You just couldn't stand to sit back with your feet up and watch the champion in action. Well, look at this, prima donna! No, don't hurt me! Um, what, what,
0: what's this? Did 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 you draw this picture? Yeah. This it, it looks really nice, Randy. Um, I'm sorry for being a hot dog and prima donna. Okay, um, that's that's all the time that we have for our interview. Randy, thank you again uh for for coming on the show and uh, agreeing to do this. Um, I loved having you here. Let me tell you something. Oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say anything bad. You
1: say you love me like a brother.
0: What? No, 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 I said I loved having you here, I didn't say anything about loving you, please sit down.
1: Well, listen to this. Oh, I hate you. Oh, I hate your guts! Randy, really, please!
0: That really hurt. It really hurt. Okay, Luke, give us your review on the Rotten or Righteous scale.
3: Oh, I thought this was—I thought this was worth a watch. Um, you know, when you nitpick all the little details, sure, the acting's not the best. But truthfully, I thought the only bad actor—he wasn't bad all the time—but uh, the only guy who really could use some acting improvement was Pastor Chris. The other characters, I thought, were pretty decent. They all played their roles. They were written, you know, they could have been written better for sure. But that's not on them. So we had good actors for the most part. The writing was not great. But, you know, the story, honestly, as I watched this movie, I thought that the story would be better without any of the wrestling parts. (laughs) I thought that if (laughs) if they had taken this guy who used to be a pro wrestler, moved him, to Michigan, to try to revive a congregation and had all these characters and spent more time developing out those characters and just left the wrestling to die. Um, it would have been a better movie, but seeing as how they didn't do that, working with what they had, I felt like it was, it was okay. In fact, I'd say it's good. Um, and being free on YouTube, is also nice. You don't have to pay anybody. That's always the mark so of a good a, movie. That's that's a plus. Um, it's
0: when I'm looking amazing. for a movie, I go, hey, what's for free? What's so bad that people won't even buy it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they had uh, uh, Lumpkin in it, which is a plus one. <laughs> As I voted last week... They have the Saints, you know, the the tights with the Saints written on the back, which is a plus one. Um, So I'm going to give it a, with all its flaws, I'm going to give it a a seven.
0: You're entitled to your opinion, but you are wrong. Go ahead, Scott.
2: (laughs) Well, it's funny. I just wrote down seven. seven on my paper because that's what I'm giving it to. I really, <laughs> really enjoyed this movie. Yes, there was some bad acting. There were some bad scenes. I think they tried to take too much and put it into too small a time. I think they could have taken a lot of it out. But I see this movie as a teaching tool, and I think I could watch this with folks. I could watch it. With, I could watch it with the kids of the congregation. Listen, we can talk about dedication, faith, belief. Forgiveness, communication, prayer, pride, growth, husband-wife relationships, father-child relationships, and I think there is a uh, uh, teaching mechanism there also to talk to talk about some of the things that uh, we don't find approved in the Bible. I loved it. They delivered a
0: movie that was trash. Oh, too much, too much overuse of slow motion. The writing was horrible. They threw every stereotype at the wall that they possibly could, from pimp to redneck and everyone in between. No, is it watchable? You know what? When I turned my TV on and looked at it, my eyes didn't melt out of my head like that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, yes, you can watch this movie without dying. Congratulations. It's watchable. Is it a good movie? No. Listen, the movie was bad, okay?
3: Uh. Can you watch it? Yeah. Is there? I found that um, I thought I sat down. And I was like, I'm gonna hate every minute of this movie. It looked not great, and then I sat down and watched it, and I was like, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, I I didn't mind watching this for an hour and forty five minutes at all. And so uh, I I think the listening audience should probably fine take I'll take give a look it at
0: my this. original score, a two.
3: Thank <laughs> you. I will say this:
0: it was better than I expected. However. I want to hold these movies to the same standard that I would hold any other Hollywood movie to. I don't want to give them a pass just because it doesn't have any bad words in it. So there you have it. It's, <laughs>
3: it's a good movie. We're,
0: we're at a draw here. It's not a good movie. It is a movie. It's
1: I'll give you that. It's not
0: a draw? No, our rating is at a 5.7. 5. 5. It's 7. basically right. right down the middle. Yep. It's uh... okay. Now, I will say this, that... I went on Amazon to find out if I am alone in hating this movie. And I want to start out by saying that on Amazon, it holds a 4.1 out of five stars because we, uh, go across the spectrum of liking it to thinking it is worse than a film school students project is first year. Let's go from the positive to the negative. Lord Palmer of Barsoom gave it a five-star review (laughs) and wrote, I loved this movie. The only thing I wish was done more is they showed more of the childhood memories of the Masked Saint growing up into the hero. Now, they put Masked Saint in parentheses, and I have no idea why. But whatever. Whatever. Uh, growing up into The Hero. But I really loved this movie. Very touching. Two movies I watched being a Christian myself is Passion of the Christ and Masked Saint. Wow. <laughs> Buy this movie! <laughs> you will enjoy the warm. Fe- she put the Masked Saint on the same level as Passion of the Christ.
3: I don't think I'm there yet. Maybe after a second watching I'll be ready. That's to agree. That, that's like putting
2: No. <laughs> I watched it 3 times. Good night.
0: <laughs> and finally, there was one 1-star review by Mr. Mike Salgado who wrote, "This is a religious movie and should state so in the description." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, look, I'm with them, all right. If I got this movie, I just think I'm gonna watch a good wrestling bio flick, and I got the Masked
3: Saint. I'd be a little bit mad too, because it was bad. Yeah. The 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 title, okay. The description is: Chris Samuels retires from the ring and settles down as a pastor by day, and then on the cover of the hold, movie. Hold on, like, hold on, just one pastor. second. Hold on, just one second.
0: Yes, I I agree with you. However, I did see a movie today that I'm planning on watching when I have time, so never. That was called Velocipaster. Velocipaster. On the cover (laughs) was a man investment. Has the same credentials. Pastor. Husband. The only difference is, instead of becoming a wrestler, this guy gets involved in a nuclear accident, which gives him the power to turn into a velociraptor. And he uses that power to fight crime. It won't be as the It won't be
2: as good as the Masked Saint. Rated R. <laughs> oh, I'm <am> so sad. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just sad. I'm sad. Why are you, why are you sad, Scott? Because five point six. This is a movie worth watching. It's not. It is. It's, it's not.
0: All right. Do you guys have anything else to say about this abomination? This. I am it so glad you're watching. I'm. So So glad that we've decided to do short ones because then these long ones don't feel so bad. Please like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rotten or Righteous. Follow us on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a quick review and five stars. This is how more people will find this podcast. Without your help, uh, we will eventually die because no one listens. And what's the point of doing this if nobody listens? It's not like we're watching good movies or anything that are actually rewarding. Uh, So please like this show. Share it on Facebook. I mean, I know that two out of three of the regulars on this show don't share it on their Facebook, but be different than Scott and Luke. Be different. Share it on your (laughs) Facebook
2: timeline. It takes three seconds. (laughs) I would share it, but I'm sad that it got a bad rating and it's such a good movie. So if you like the show, please tell someone about us. Uh, If you have
0: a suggestion for a movie or television show and you'd like us to review, or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to agree with me, uh, email me at rottenorrighteous@gmail.com at gmail.com or on Facebook Messenger. If you disagree with me and agree with Luke and Scott, you can reach us at this is not a real email at yahoo.com. <laughs> Please visit us at the all new rottenorrighteous.com and see what's going on over there. Also, if you haven't already noticed, stay tuned just a bit after the closing music for just a little piece of funny that had to be cut out of the main show. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, and supporting our show. For Scott and Luke, I'm Zach Guyler, and this has been Rotner Righteous. Real quick before we go, Scott, uh, do you know which state has the most streets?
2: Uh, The most streets? um, New York.
0: Nope, Rhode Island. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, we will talk to you all again (laughs) next week. Until then, remember to say your prayers and obey your parents. Good night. (laughs) It's horrible.
2: Have we gotten hate mail
0: yet? We haven't gotten mail yet.
1: (laughs)
2: What would you have done? I mean, if you would have if you would have been thrown to the ground like you should have been several times in high school, would you have taken the hand to help yourself up?
0: I, I no, I was a lot less fat in high school. If it was now, I would because I don't think I could just get up after <laughs> being slammed down to the ground. <laughs> I need that hand up.
2: <laughs>